Welcome to Podcast Me Anything. I'm Matthew Passy. I'm Tom Kelly. And that was a good start with the music not being there quite the way I wanted it to. Oh, it's, it's one of those nights. We we said that from the moment we jumped into the room tonight, that it was just going to be one of those <laughs> nights. They can be fun, though. They can. Uh, some of the disorder ends up in, you know, a little bit of fun foolishness. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, uh, we can't screw up too much tonight. Um, so as we talked about in the title and the description, uh, we have an interview tonight with Dave Zorob, the co-founder and CEO of Chartable, really cool service that measures a bunch of podcasting metrics and uh, information that will be very useful both for the individual podcaster but also industry-wide. There are folks that are going to be using this information uh, to make smart decisions and things like that. So we're going to pretty much air that interview, let him talk about Chartable and talk about their new feature, Smart Links. Um, but before we get to that, any big questions or other news that we want to highlight? There was that piece about Soundtrap that, nah, I don't know. Yeah, for like a hot second, I thought my job was at Jeopardy here. But <laughs> after, after the reviews came in, it seems like it could be... I mean, do you want to explain what we're looking at here on the so on this app? Soundtrap is a program. It was bought by Spotify. Uh, there's another one like it. Basically, you upload your audio. It creates a transcript of the content, does it automatically. And then you can look at that transcript and you can actually click and delete words. And it will click. It will essentially delete that audio from the file. So it's basically a audio editor without having to listen to the audio i mean in theory that sounds amazing um now their focus is on collaboration so it's somebody described it's like a google docs a google drive of audio editing so if you're working with a remote team or uh you know i I, you know i where i understand this would probably be very useful is in narrative podcasting where you're you know listening for uh, pieces of audio, moving things around, you know, trying to tell a story. And so being able to quickly call up that text or, you know, search for that is probably really useful. I don't think it's going to uh, put the, you know, clean up and real uh, editors out of business necessarily. I think it will assist the narrators, but that still requires somebody to do the work. Yeah, because my initial thought was maybe if it did it in a non-destructive way, you can do a first pass cleaning up the words do a second pass and clean it up. But I think you could probably listen to audio faster than you can read it in order to take out those crotch words. So some there, get... there's gotta be an application for it. It's probably not relevant exactly to what we do though, in the interview based shows. Yeah. I mean, I do find that I have a lot of clients. They immediately get transcripts of all of their content and then they power read through that stuff. And that's how they make their content edits ahead of time, which I, um, you know, can understand they, they, you know, they basically read for a living. And so they're pretty good at doing that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think it could be a tool that gets added into our, you know, systems into the way we operate, but also without, you know, I'd want to test it some more and just see how fine of an edit it makes and what those edits sound like and, you know, whether or not it's choppy, it could be worth checking out for some folks. Um, but you know, I think there is some uh, panic out there about people thinking, oh, no, podcast editors are out of a job. I, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, it is a a good reason, though, to think about expanding what you offer as a 
podcast editor and producer take it beyond just cleanup um but i i don't think it's you know time to push the panic button just yet i mean there's also the fact that it's an automatic transcription and there's a reason that people pay good money for a human to transcribe your work because it's not very good so if you're basing your edits off what you're reading and you can't trust what you're reading to be accurate there's some issues there as well so yeah I've, I've definitely had some content edits put on me where i you know i look at them the sentence i'm like yeah that doesn't make sense and then you hear it like oh but that's what he said that makes a lot more sense in robots we trust those badges here in the get vocal room uh not yet uh, <laughs> uh so just as a reminder we're going to fire off this interview with david zorob uh, the ceo and co-founder of chartable talking about their new smart links feature that was announced earlier this week big news for the podcasting community for individual podcasters i'll let him tell it uh you'll see us we'll be uh shadow puppets mining uh probably having an icy or two so uh, we won't be that interesting visually, but the audio is going to be good for the next 15 minutes or so. We'll do a quick summary on the backside, and then, as usual, we will open it up. Uh, we'll kill the live stream out to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at around 1030, but the room will remain open for the open AMA. We could talk about smart links, we could talk about Chartable, or we could just talk about anything else on your mind related to the podcasting space and what's going on right now. So without further ado, I bring you David Zorob of Chartable. Joining us tonight on Podcast Me Anything, I shouldn't say tonight, he joined us earlier today, but we're happy to bring him to you tonight here on Podcast Me Anything, Dave Zorb of Chartable. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It has been quite a week for the team over at Chartable coming out with your big smart links technology. Before we get to that, let's just back up a little bit, give you a chance to sort of let the podcasting community know what is Chartable and what are some of the best ways that mostly the independent podcasters out there could be using your service to their advantage. Sure. So Chartable helps you, the indie podcaster, understand and grow your audience. So what we do is pull in data from all kinds of different sources, whether that's Apple, Spotify, et cetera, uh, and give you as much data as we can about your show all in one place. And that helps you understand how you're ranking on the charts. Uh, if you get new reviews from around the world on iTunes or elsewhere, um, we can uh, bring your consumption data from Apple or Spotify all in one place. And what that means is you can see where folks are dropping off in your episodes without having to visit um, Apple and Spotify independently. So we, we do all this work on the back end to pull all this uh, wonderful stuff together for you. And, and it helps, should help you make decisions about what content is or isn't connecting with your listeners, help you understand how your uh, reviews and ratings and charts link up to downloads for your show. And uh, like Matthew said, we just launched smart links, which are um, trackable, shareable links that help you uh, direct listeners to your show on any platform, any player. And we also will tell you how many folks downloaded through that link, which uh, for whatever reason had never been done before. Yeah. And I want to get to how that works and what it looks like and, and how you're able to do that. Um, but, you know, as far as the, the other data, the other information, you know, what was the onus for creating Chartable? I know uh, you yourself, you're also a podcaster, right? You That's do right. Yeah, so we had started a podcast called uh, Hacker Daily last year, uh, just kind of as an experiment. My co-founder, Harish, and I are programmers, and we read this uh, tech news board called Hacker News every day. It's not hackers like, um, you know, scary guys stealing your credit card, but hackers is in, in the traditional sense of uh, folks who want to understand a system. Uh, and so it's like a startup and tech news board. We thought, hey, what if somebody just you know, summarize the news every day. Would people want that? And and they did. So we made we 
made the show, put it together the first day. We got a couple thousand downloads. And we're like, this is amazing. We never thought, you know, getting getting that sizable audience like uh, on the first try is just felt like a stroke of lightning, you know. Uh, and uh, but then, you know, every day we'd check the download numbers. We were doing the show every day, which is crazy. Uh, so mad respect for anyone who does a daily show. It's just an incredible amount of work. Um, and we were like, why are our downloads going up? Why? Where are these people coming from? How do they find us? Like, what's the deal? Right? We never really understood, um, never really looked under the hood, so to speak, of podcasts before. And so we were kind of scratching our own itch here. You know, the example I give out often is that um, Pocket Casts, I don't know if everyone's familiar with Pocket Casts, but it's like supposedly according to Lipson, like 1% to 2% of all downloads worldwide. Uh, Pocket Casts grew to be a third of our downloads for our show. Right. And that's just like a crazy uh, gap. Like maybe it could be off like a little bit from like one or two percent, but going from one or two percent to a third just seems nuts. And so I was finally, I was like, what is going on here? Um, and so I paid for the app, I downloaded it. And it turns out we were on a chart there, a trending chart. Right. And that was driving like 1,500 downloads of our show a day. Right. Uh, that's, that's something I wish I would have known about. It would have been cool to figure <laughs> out like, how, oh, you're trending on Pocket Cast. Is there anything you can do to like, you know, make that happen better or whatever, right? So that was kind of the, the initial idea for Chartable. Gotcha. And so it has since grown into, you know, once you got in there, once you started to track all this information and whatnot, you realized there were some more tools and, and things that the podcast community needed yeah. uh, to, uh, you know, better understand our audience, better grow our show, things like that. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, we, we came from a, a tech background you know, primarily, you know, as programmers. And so we're like data nerds, right? We're like, oh, this is going to be the best. We're going to like <laughs> grab like all these, all these numbers and like put them in this like amazing tool, this dashboard that's going to like give you this like, you know, amazing overview of your show. And there's certain people for whom that's like exactly what it is and exactly what it does. And they're super pumped about it. But a lot of the folks we ended up talking to are not uh, data driven people. That's not their primary motivation. Their primary motivation is a creative one. Um, where it's, you know, whether they're doing their show for journalistic purposes or if it's a comedy show or whatever it is, like they're, they're, they're motivated by, by that creative aspect of their show. And so data is not something that they're going to get excited about unless they can do something with it, right? And that's what led us to build stuff like SmartLinks, where it's like, okay, uh, this isn't about just like collecting a bunch of numbers that you're then going to have to look at every day. It's like, this is a tool that you will use to uh, grow your show, period. All right, so I'm dancing around the big issue. I'm sure everybody listening is screaming at me going, just ask about the smart links. So explain how smart links, you know, one, how this came about, exactly how it works. Sure. Uh, it came about because uh, we had built this like very fancy, very technically uh, interesting dashboard that ingests data from all these different data sources and normalizes it so you can compare your Apple consumption, your Spotify consumption, so that and make all these decisions. And it turns out, um, like I said, most folks are not at the point where it's going to make a major difference for their show to like examine that data on a daily basis, right? There are certainly, uh, you know, professional folks uh, for whom it does matter, especially if you have a lot of different shows or putting out a lot of episodes um, that you would want to look at it every day. But for a lot of people, it's not something that you need to check in on every single day. Um, and so we started to say, okay, well, is there anything else we could do here? Right. It's like, if, if, if you don't need to look at your consumption every day, you don't need, what else, what are the problems that people are actually facing? And the link came up, right? Just, uh, we talk to creators all the time, you know, pros and indies and whatever, everyone in between. And um, I 
forget who said it originally. They were like, how come I can't just post a link and know how many downloads came through it, right? So I, and I was like, wait, you really can't do that, right? From like a, from a tech standpoint, you know, from the, the world I come in, which is like app development and what, you know, complex web applications and all that stuff. Like that seems so like simple, right? Compared to, even compared to the original version of Turnable that we built. Uh, but the more we started, you know, started talking to our friends in the industry and said, hey, would you use this? And everyone's like, yeah, definitely, right? And so we're like, okay, I guess, we, I guess we're gonna have to build it, right? <laughs> uh, and so uh, the way it works is uh, we have a link that works like uh, a lot of the other links that are out there, like Podlink, for example, um, there's others where, or even like what uh, James Cridlin has on podnews.net where you can uh, have a single page for your show um, that has like links to all these different players on it. And people do this on their own podcast websites, you know, they have different badges for all these different things. We were like, okay, we're gonna make one of those that's like very simple. Uh, and it and, and one of the big things that we wanted to do is to only show players that actually make sense for the device that I'm on. So if you're an Android user, you probably get really, really sick of seeing iPhone, Apple podcast links everywhere, right? Because like you can't do anything with that. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we were, you know, uh, cognizant of the device that a listener is on. And then the other thing we wanted to do is say like, well, there's no reason why we can't track a download here. We have a, what we call trackable. It's an RSS prefix that sits in your RSS feed in front of your episodes. Um, it works the same way that something like PodTrack does. Uh, meaning that when somebody goes to download an episode of your show, uh, let's say you're hosted on Libsyn, before uh, the listener hits the Libsyn server to go get the episode, they, they hit our server and we record that they requested the episode and then we redirect them to the Libsyn file. Um, so we sit kind of in between uh, your listeners and your episodes, and we're able to use that position to uh, provide hopefully valuable services like smart links. So we we link up, you know, the, the sequence of events is you share a link to your show, uh, the listener clicks a button, clicks the link, clicks like I want to open it in Google Podcasts, and then let's say five minutes later they download an MP3 of your show. Boom! That's 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 how we know, right? Um, and so we're matching up, uh, you know, any identifiers that we can, IP address, user agent, et cetera, within a time window to say like, yeah, we, we're pretty sure that this is the person that clicked on your link. So let me ask you this question then as the podcast user, all right, I go to Chartable, I set up an account, I link my podcast to my account, which is super easy to do. I then go over to the smart links page. And I create a smart link. So I do the drop down podcast, pick the right show. Status is active. I create smart link. I'm taken to a page where I get to, uh, you know, create the unique identifier and sort of label what this link is for. Then how do you envision people using this next? Like what are sort of the, what's the ideal scenario for folks? Yeah, that's a great, a great question. And, um, you know, ultimately we, we could probably do a lot more on our end to help you uh, with that next step for sure. Um, but what we've seen so far is people posting it to Twitter, post it to Facebook, put it in your email newsletter, buy an ad campaign on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or Google, right? Uh, there's a zillion ways you could use it. Anywhere you would previously like be pasting an Apple podcast link or, you know, pasting multiple links, Apple, Overcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, um, you can paste this one link and then you can tell how many people that clicked that link. Um, with some certainty, how many of those folks actually downloaded the show? So you, you still just, I think there's a little bit of confusion. So sure. you put the link out there. 
Yeah. Um, it, it won't, you don't just have one link and then wherever somebody clicks on it, all that information comes to your dashboard. It's almost like the UTM, you know, Google analytics campaign codes where you still want to create custom links for different scenarios. You can then, do it. There's a couple of different ways. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. There's a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, so there's, uh, and this is getting pretty into the weeds. So uh, I hope folks are out there uh, signing up for Charnable and checking out smart links and, and looking at what we're talking about here. Um, but when you create a link, you can either create different links for different purposes. Say like, I want this one link that I'm only going to use on Twitter and this other link that I'm only going to use on Facebook or in my newsletter or whatever it is. Um, or you can append like, like Google Analytics for folks that are familiar has a set of parameters um, called UTM parameters, which are, um, you can set a campaign name, et cetera. We use something similar um, that we call a source ID where you can use one link, like uh, if, you know, it's linked that, chartable.com slash Matthew. Uh, and you could append a source ID and SID, uh, one for Twitter, one for Facebook, one for different uses of the link, and you can split it that way. So you're, what we see is either people create a bunch of different links and use the links individually, or people use the same link and then tag that link for different sources. Um, so uh, you know, it's a little early for us to have a sense of what the best practices are, uh, but we'll um, certainly be updating folks. Um, hey, well, we've seen this as like the best way to use it so far. Gotcha. And so once, once that link, so like you said, I create a link, I customize it, you know, let's say I'll create a link tonight. We'll call it the chartable interview. So we share tonight's episode. We, you know, push out there that we had you on the show. We talked about chartable. We include this unique link. Uh, ideally millions of people click on this link tomorrow. Yes. And then <laughs> put in the show notes, right? You'll see uh, folks clicking through, right? Right, right, right. And so then what is it going to look like on our dashboard the next day to see that data? Right, so you'll see how many people click the link. Um, and sometimes those folks will click multiple times. We, we show both of those. I'm not 100% sure that we're gonna keep doing that, uh, but we do it right now just for completeness. And then uh, once they download, uh, assuming folks do, and I'm sure all of your wonderful listeners out there will, will play with it, um, we can show you how many individual downloads were driven. And then we'll also be able to tell you how many people were first time downloaders of your show. Um, which is a really interesting thing, I think, especially for folks that are doing paid advertising, which is, I'm sure, a small subset of, of folks uh, out there right now. Um, it's not. It's really helpful when you're doing uh, online marketing to know like how many, you know, in, in the online ad world, this is called a conversion. But how many of those conversions were folks that weren't already listening to your show, right? So it's like I bought an ad and I got 20 new people who had never downloaded my show before to come listen. So, and is that? I, I I don't think it would be, but like, that's not backward facing, is it? Like, if yeah, it's I, backward facing, yeah. Oh, so if somebody literally tomorrow comes along, clicks on the show, clicks on this amazing episode they're going to be listening to, but they had listened to previous episodes prior to the Smart Links and Chartable, it knows like, oh, yeah, I see you downloaded a podcast me anything before. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's only, we can only look back as far as you've had our RSS prefix uh, installed. So um, if you've had it installed for a week, we can look back a week. If you've had it installed for a month, we can look back a month, right? Um, so like yeah. the real power of this is going to flush, be flushed out in, in the coming weeks and months as more people sign up for the prefix and, you know, get this going. And then exactly, you know, exactly. And this is like, hopefully one of, one of many services that we're going to build on this same technology, right? Um, we have ideas for, um, you know, being able to host your RSS feed, uh, and, and do, um, interesting things there. It's all still in beta, and we're, but we're, uh, you know, uh, coding it up right now as we speak. Uh, and so all this, all this 
tech is basically in service of helping folks uh, understand and grow their shows, right? Like if somebody clicked the link, did they download the show? If I bought an ad, you know, for my show, did somebody end up downloading? If you're going to buy ads, you want to answer that question, right? It's, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah, no, I mean, this is all really, really important metrics. This is all really important stuff for podcasters, especially those who are trying to make more than just a hobby out of it. They're making a business out of it. They're trying to, you know, show proof of concept if this is a marketing vehicle for their business or if they're using this to sell other things and they want to know that, in fact, yes, I'm buying ads for the podcast and the podcast is leading to downloads. And ideally, at some point, those downloads are leading to other conversions. Exactly. And and just to be clear, even if this is just, even if your show is a hobby, and I, I wouldn't want to say just a hobby, even there's, there's all kinds of great reasons to make a podcast, uh, each of which are <laughs> as valid as any other, right? You don't need to be in it to make money. Um, you can use it uh, without even uh, integrating the trackable prefix. You can still just have a nice, free, clean link that you can share everywhere to your show that's going to help people download in the app of their choice, right? Uh, so at the very basic level, it's just a nice free link service. Uh, that's great. Uh, but if you do the deeper integration, then you are able to answer these uh, kind of more complex questions. Gotcha. All right. Well, so as a reminder to everybody, the website is chartable.com. At the very least, you should go over there, sign up, claim your show, take a look at what's going on in the back end as far as the reviews and the charts and the performance. Get yourself a couple of smart links test it, play with it, see what it can do for you. If you want to take it to the next step, go ahead and add a prefix. Depending on what service you use, it is super easy to do. Copy and paste in many cases. Uh, we added one uh, for our show, which is hosted through Libsyn. Uh, you, guys do, <laughs> you guys do an amazing job. They give you this great copy and paste letter. You just copy it, you know, open up a support ticket, paste it in, and Libsyn takes care of the rest. It is very, very well uh, thought out very nicely handled trying to make it uh, easy as possible for podcasters to access uh, this awesome service and i'm sure like you said you have other ideas coming down the pipeline uh, i know we spoke at podfest and um you know you have big ideas and big dreams and i know you can't give them all away but as more cool features come from uh, come out from chartable we'll be excited to bring dave back on and uh, learn more about them and maybe one day we'll actually get him to join us uh live on one of these thursday nights and take some questions from the audience specifically that uh you know might be confused or might be curious about what other things they can do uh, yeah, i'd love to yeah i'm sorry to interrupt that you know i've got a little baby at home so it's tough for me to make it out uh in the evenings uh but uh, excuses i've got twins i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to hear from you <laughs> no, of no of course um but yeah no i'm i'm really glad we were able to get you on dave is there anything else you wanted to throw in there uh you know give a plug to your podcast again it's a chartable uh before we let you go uh, no, I just want to say, you know, we're for us, it's been awesome to serve this podcasting community. I love podcasts. I love podcasters. Uh, they're just amazing people to work with. And so we'd love to hear what you think. Check it out, chartable.com. Uh, you can email us at help at chartable.com. Uh, and uh, it's just, you know, it's just me on the other end of that email, right? So uh, we'd love to hear what you think and love to hear your suggestions and, and comments. Very good. Dave from Chartable, thank you so much for joining us here on the show tonight. All right. Thank you. Take care. So that was Dave Zorov, the CEO and co-founder of Chartable, talking all about smart links. Uh, I think we got a good breakdown of what it is. I, I asked, uh, you know, some clarifying questions. At least that was my confusion. Was there anything else you, you know, as you were listening to this thinking, oh, I wish I could have asked him that question. I did have a few things, but I think 
the most impressive thing is I just went on Chartable on their SmartLink page, and they give a quick demo of how it works, and they'll show you the photo next to the podcatcher, or if that I don't know if that's still a relevant term anymore, the podcast player, and it only shows you the links that are available to you on that device, and I find that so fascinating. Like I love that. I I was listening through the whole thing and didn't quite get how that worked on there. So if you go to their site, uh, chartable.com slash smart links, it's a pretty cool demo of how it works. I think that's really interesting. Um, some of the standout questions a couple weeks ago, I think it was in the chat after the episode, we were talking about luminary and how they use that proxy server and how having something in between your stats could cause trouble. So when he was saying, uh, they exist between the RSS feed and the user to track your stuff. I was wondering, is that similar? Like, I don't have an answer for that, for sure. I'm not sure if you do. If they break, does your RSS feed break? A um, well, couple of questions about that. I'm sure they have it figured out as developers, but I'd be interested to know that. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that. So the other day we posted the article on the Facebook uh, group for Podcast Me Anything, and a Rosella Pavanti uh, came in and was saying that she had actually heard of some people having problems that uh, the links, the prefixes were causing problems with iTunes. Um, amazingly, uh, I believe it's, it's Harish is um, Dave's partner on this. Pretty much, you know, does a lot of the support stuff. He jumped in there and, and you know, was part of the conversation and said, you know, it shouldn't do this. It shouldn't be a problem. We've never heard of anything. But like, if you've seen it, let me know right away. Because if that's the case, like, we want to fix it. And then Rosella's like, "Well, it wasn't me. It was my friend. So I'll try and get more information." Um, so I, I think that they took that into account, and they've probably done everything they can to avoid that being a problem. But yeah, like you said, anytime you get in between the user and the the source, you you know gremlins creep into the system we've uh, <laughs> if you're in the get vocal chat room we've had a lot of them it seems like tonight uh <laughs> just uh weird things happening to everybody who, who's in here um so yeah that's that's definitely a legitimate claim and yeah to your point i love the the smart links you know i think we talked about gopod.me is one of those services pod news has that there's a few other places where you can have one link users can click on it and then it will give them a choice of different places to access your show. Uh, the cool thing about the smart links is you can set it. I mean, it basically knows like, here's your iTunes link, here's your Google link. And then it gives you the option of like, if all else fails, where do you want me to send them? And so I think I have one of our setup to go to the GoPodMe page, uh, since that has everything else included. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we set up a couple here for the show. We'll keep track. We'll report back and see if anything interesting comes of it. Uh, you know, now that I did the prefix, obviously, just yesterday, it'll be a little bit while before we see any real stats. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take a look. Have you? Are you going to set up any smart links or, or things like that on your shows? Definitely. I mean, I'll try it out just because, you know, my other shows we don't take super seriously. So if things were to get a little wonky as I'm figuring it out on my end, it's not a huge deal, but I would love to see how, how they work and what they do. I mean, it, it seems like it's kind of a better fix on the 
on the user end, the consumer end, to what we were talking about on your website, where you send them there, and then you provide them all the different places they can download the show. This seems like they're maybe taking a step out of that process, and especially, I don't want to say they reduce the need for a website, but it's taking something that your website does and putting it on them. So that's that seems useful. Well, and the other thing, and what's really important about it, the other thing that it does is even if you point people to your website, you have links that'll take them to whatever platform, and we talked about that being an important step in setting up your website. Once they click on that, you as the podcaster, you're still not sure what if any conversions took place from that. You're limited in heart in, in how far that tracking can take you. And so this does take it to the next step. It will say, you know, this this link was clicked on and then this person actually downloaded an episode or they went back and they downloaded another episode. So, like, it does take that next step in the in the chain, which is important. Um, so I'm sure we'll see a lot of competitors and other people trying to replicate this and, uh, you know, a lot of people tweaking their marketing and, you know, thinking more clearly on how to do it because they'll, you know, they'll understand better. Uh, and we're getting an interesting comment here from Marissa. So I vaguely understand that since my pod is on Pippa, Pippa, Pipa, do we decide which way that goes? Anyway, Pipa isn't using it, so it's something I have to set up on my end. I'm trying to figure this out because it's jargon I'm still learning. So we'll go through this uh, once we close out the live stream, but essentially uh, you would go to Smart Links, you would claim your show, they would give you a special prefix or enclosure, and you would either automatically paste it into the back end or you should be able to contact support at Pippa and say, hey, uh, add this prefix to my RSS feed. Um, they should be able to do that. Uh, but we'll we'll go into a little bit more of that uh, as we close out. So uh, we are hitting the bottom of the hour here. So what we are going to do is close out the live streams here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you, everybody, who has joined us for this half hour of Podcast Me Anything. If you want to continue the conversation, if you want to get more in depth, if you have real questions about podcasting, it could be chartable related, it could be smart links related, it could be logos, microphones, equipment, guests, whatever. If you have questions about podcasting tonight, jump on over to the Get Vocal Room. Uh, fun, free, easy service to use. Uh, ask your questions. We'll stay in here for at least a half hour, although typically we wind up going pretty long as long as Tom's had dinner. Um, and so we will do, you know, the full ask me anything, uh, and take all your questions. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't yet, check out podcastmeanything.com, subscribe to the show, uh, check out the show notes. We'll put us, you know, links to chartable articles, smart links and our own smart link. And, uh, yeah, I'm Matthew Passy. I'm Tom Kelly and I've had dinner. <laughs>